The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Hey everybody, here we are, another edition of the Players Lounge. I am Newey Scruggs out here in Oxnard, California. Our two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church, Danny McRae. They are in the air-conditioned, beautiful <laughs> studios, Star. Feels good. Frisco. I was out here on this hot. Listen to Mike McCarthy break it down. So, gentlemen, let's get right to it. Anthony Barr signed as a linebacker for the Cowboys. Church, your thoughts on Anthony Barr? Now um, he's still taking the physicals and everything there, so it's not official. But your thoughts on uh, what you think, Mr. Barr, can bring this defense? Well, I mean, w- once everything gets official and he's you know in there and got a star on, uh, I wonder what number he's gonna pick. Because, uh, you know, his college number is taken by Parsons. You know, his, his pro number has been taken by LVE, and I don't think he's giving that up. So I wonder what number he's going to pick. But overall, man, I, I think it was a – I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand why they went and got, you know, an extra linebacker. I could see if it was, you know, for depth or something like that. I, I could see. But in depth perspectives, you're going to have, what, you know, in your base, your base defense, you'll have a 4-3, which means you got three linebackers there. They're playing that defense maybe 15% of the time nowadays. Everybody else comes out in 11 personnel, which means you got three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. So you're only going to have two linebackers out there because you need more cover people. So, And those and those two linebackers, in my opinion, are going to be Parsons and uh, LVE. So to me, I, I didn't really understand it. I think there's more needs that this team got to get in free agency. Uh, wide receiver to be one is seeing as though the only – bonafide pass catcher we have is CeeDee Lamb, so I don't know why they didn't go that route, but Jerry Jones said he was going to give these younger guys an opportunity to go out there and do what they do, so they signed Anthony Barr to a defense, I guess, to add depth. Um, The price tag on it wasn't too bad, and like I said, if somebody goes down or you want to move uh, Parsons down to DN and third down type of situations, I guess you can put Barr in there, but at this stage of his career, I'm not so sure he's better than LVE. And then you also got Jabril Cox in the wings coming up. Everybody's saying how great he's doing at camp. He has speed. He's a young guy. He's going to kind of block his reps as well. So, to me, I don't really understand the signing besides a depth piece. But that's what they're going with. That's what they're going I, with. But I, 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 I think know. I think you're hitting the nail on the head, though. I, like the, At the end of it, you, I think you started to get where I was at, all right, okay. where you okay. said it's a depth. Uh, issue, right? When you're talking about Jabril Cox coming off an injury, you're yeah. talking about LVE, who you know has an injury field pass, you know you need some guys, some proven guys to be able to step in and make sure that you don't miss a beat if those guys are out, he right? He did go under George Edwards so, in uh, Minnesota. So, so, and then you also have to think about Dan Quinn, which I cannot believe you are questioning <laughs> Dan Quinn's decision to bring in some more tools uh, to keep in the toolbox, all right? We, we watched this guy last year take players from all over the place and and, and let them uh, be, uh, put them in the game and put them in a position to play at an extremely high level. You talked about curse. Okay, yeah. we uh, think think about think about that, all right? When you first when we first seen him come to the uh, to the team, Nobody on the players' lounge was like, hey, he's going to have that like a hell of a season. He's going to be a standout player. And he got in there, right. he got in Dan Quinn's system, and he's a standout player. Now, we know that there are some players around the league that if you put them 
with the right defensive coordinator, the type of type of year they can have is crazy. And I think Anthony Barr is going to be one of those one of those guys to where Dan Quinn says, "I have a guy that can do this. I have a guy that can also rush the passer, guy that can fill the lanes in the run game." And I'm going to make sure I get him on the field so I can really, really use him to my advantage. All right? So you're going to see him line up on the edge sometimes. You're going to see a package with Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Michael Parsons, uh, Barr, all on the line, and they're going to be running all type of stunts. You're going to see some very creative things out of this group just because we have another proven guy on the defense. But, but this is also a guy who in the past two years only played 13 games. We on, I, I, I saw it. We need like eight. We just need eight. You just said it's a depth issue. We, we only need – you remember when, when, when DeMarcus Ware went out there to uh, Denver mm-hmm. and then he was literally in there on third down? Like, like they know how to how to limit these guys' snaps to make sure that they get the most out of them, all right? So, I don't I don't see Anthony Barr being an every-down guy. But there are going to be some special packages in there where you say, oh, man, with the guys they have on the field – the, the other uh, the offense is going to be in trouble. There's some pass rushers out there, right, on our squad, and he is an additional pass rusher that we can always use. If you can rush the passer, you got a chance in every game. So, so do you think like what the, is that going to block Jabril Cox development? Hey, man. I mean, I mean, we got a lot of edge rushers out there. I know the saying goes, you can never have as many or never have enough cover guys. It's like you can never have enough guys to rush the quarterback. But I just. To me, I just feel like there were more pressing needs with this team than signing Anthony Barr as your linebacker just for a depth piece. Newey, so Church's issue is he sure. would have rather had a receiver instead of a linebacker, but that doesn't negate the fact that we could still use a linebacker. <laughs> we can still, we use, can still uh, use Is he going to crack the field? I mean, he's going to crack the field. Accomplish but... both. <laughs> Go ahead, Newey. Go ahead. I mean, you can tr- truly, Church, you, you can accomplish both. I mean, we had the conversation last night. George Edwards wanted Anthony Barr, likes Anthony Barr, knows what he can get out of him. They had conversations before with Anthony Barr, but the price tag was too high. So now the price tag gets a little lower. You're like, okay, I need to get in somebody's camp. They're paying the exact same amount of money as Leighton Vanderesh. They wanted the depth, a guy they think that can help. Also, Danny hit 100% point. Hey, man, look, they could put Parsons in different areas and add Anthony Barr there as well. As far as Jabril Cox goes, Mike McCarthy just spoke about it um, in his meeting with the media. He's not practicing today. They're bringing him along slowly. They don't want to rush him. They like him, but they don't want to rush him. We're talking 17 games now, guys. 17. And you see the schedule, man. There's some quarterbacks on this doggone schedule here. I have zero issue with what they've done. They'll be smart. They'll figure it out. And you can get a wide receiver later on. The receivers that people are talking about right now, the same goes time. So, you know, some of these receivers have health issues right now. I, I actually like what they're doing right now, guys. I, I have no problems. With I, I just don't. I mean, you, you say you're going to put them on the edge to rush a little bit. All right. So, you're going to. So, if you put Michael Parsons down on the edge, you got Anthony Barr in the second level as a linebacker. Are we sure he can, can, can perform in space? Like, I mean, I, we're asking this guy to go out there and cover. I'm, I'm, this, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting Dan Quinn to make sure that he put guys in position that, that they can excel at. And we've seen him do that. There's no reason for us to look at Dan Quinn and what he's done based off the history that he's had specifically last year I'll with give the, the Cowboys benefit of doubt. and say, all right, he, he's picking this guy up. He's allowing him to be picked up for a specific reason. I, I can guarantee you Dan Quinn's looking at Anthony Barr. He's seen his tape, and he's like, this is where I'm going to use this guy. This is how I'm going to use him. I'm sure he also knows 
what his weaknesses are in the positions that he doesn't want to put Anthony Barr in the same way that he does with the rest of the players on the squad. So, you know me. I'm, I'm with Dan Quinn, okay? If you want Anthony Barr, I want Anthony Barr. All right? I'm, I'm taking him. All right? I'm, I'm with you, DQ. Top yes. 10. Top this 10 this was, year. If this was 2003 and, you know, <laughs> oh, they were coming man. out in 21 personnel, oh, 12 man. personnel. <laughs> Uh, all right, I can see. Oh, we got us a thumper no. in there. We got us a thumper. This is 11. Wow. People are going to come out here in 10 personnel, 11 personnel. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the yard. Well, I mean, when you look at our division, it's not really going to be that way. I mean, you, you got you got Daniel Jones. <laughs> they're going to try to run it with Saquon. You got the Washington Commanders who are going to try to run it with Gibson and uh, in their other running back. You got Because you got Carson Winston. Like, you got to try to run the ball. Yeah. And then you got Philly. They're gonna run the ball like Jalen. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts, but he's going like their their offense is based off the running game. His ability to run and Miles Sanders' ability to to run as well to open it up for those receivers that they got out there. So we're gonna be playing some teams that plan on running the ball. And Nui, if you remember what 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 really opened up the uh, the box for us last year was Denver coming in here and running the ball down our throat. All right, so we saw we saw two teams, the the uh, 49ers and the Denver Broncos that came in and now we are basing our additions off those two performances. We need to be able to stop the run. Yeah, we also need to stop the pass because <laughs> the division ain't, ain't nobody worried about it. Yeah. The division, the division, you know, it's, it but, is what it is. But you got a run stopper and, and a pass rusher at the same time. You got a run stopper. Uh, so so, so we're gonna put him, <laughs> Parsons, D. Law, and and yeah, yeah, you, bash them on, on the if, same. If line. you want to put five down and, and bring some pressure, yeah, you got another guy who can do that. I think we're looking at. I think we're looking at Barr in one of his first four years. We can still get another receiver, bro. We'll be okay. Don't worry about it. All right. All right. Hey, Nui, remember this conversation, all right? Because because when when Anthony Barr get out there and start making plays like Dalton Schultz did, we're gonna be back on church again. We said the same thing about Keanu Neal when he first came in. Oh man, he making plays out there. And then towards the end of the season, he he couldn't sniff the field. It happens. He got hurt. We gonna see. Didn't he get hurt? We gonna see. We gonna see. Church, what I'm trying to understand is why you don't trust Dan Quinn. Because this, to me, is all about a trust factor because trust requires three things, time, proof, and consistency. And Dan Quinn and what he's doing and running this defense, to me, should have your trust. Hold on now. I don't understand why not. If you look at history, we've seen this happen before. Number one defense is... Coming back that next year, not performing that same way. We weren't number so we one. Had, so was, we, we, we still we've seen up. it happen. We, we still, still, still we weren't the number one defense. We still going up, right? So since, right, since we I, wasn't top ten, we are gonna move into the top ten. So I think you got two or three more years before you see us going to decline. I've been saying we've guys. seen it happen. The number one defenses go out there, ball out out of control. The defensive coordinators on top of the world. Then they come back that next year. Offensive coordinator got a chance to look. Now Seattle wasn't like that. Now they had a bunch of years where they come were at the top of their game. Come on, now. they, they had, had a they bunch. Had, they had some. They had some top seventy-five, top one hundred players on there too. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. we do. We do. We got Michael Parsons. Yep. We got so, Trayvon Diggs. Trey, come on, bro. Right, that's two. That's two. Come on, dog. Come on, man. That's two now. Go, go ahead. So, man. so ch- church, church. This is this is real simple. It's a yes no question because Danny and I trust Dan Quinn. Do you trust him? Come back to me and that one. Come back, come back to me. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say. Let me see the first couple games first. Can I see the first couple for games you to, first? For you to have to trust Dan Quinn? Can I? Say, I'm just no. I'm saying wow. the man had a heck of a year last year. A heck of a year. Got the most out of wow. all his players. I'm saying, but I've seen this story before. 
I've seen it. We weren't a number one defense, though. You talk about guys who were at so the top. So consistency is your question. That's all I'm saying. Let me let me watch so it to week three. Let me question. get to week that's three your, and see what Because he got two big-time tests in the first two weeks, right? We got Brady and we got and we got uh, Joe Burrow. So let me get the first two games no, and no, then we see what goes no, on. No, because listen, you're not going to base it off the first two games because last year when we played Tampa Bay, we had four turnovers, but we still lost the game and gave up a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. You would not have assumed that our defense was going to play as well that they did Throughout the rest of the season, well, right, give me some more games. Give me some more games. I'm not going to say that. We gave you a year. It's we were, a solid we were fact that one, Queens gonna come we were back number and Number one in third I, down. I know, man. Number one in turnovers. You have a reason to trust this guy because we, we the year before, knew him. Seen on, it happen before. Let's man. not let's let's not let Church forget. Okay, the year before Dan Quinn got here, what Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, and those guys look like. Okay, and then remember exactly. what they looked like last year when Dan Quinn got here. There is he, a he there is a reason had, for you. To, he he also brought in a superstar now, Michael Parsons. Let's not act like they, that. That's they, not a difference they, now. They, they, they drafted one, but the rest of, but the rest of those guys played played tremendously better. And a lot of them had a lot of them was picking back off of Michael Parsons. Like Come. him getting to the ball helped Javon so, Diggs perform so better. Is Michael Parsons playing this year? Yeah, he's gonna play uh, so, this year. So he's gonna play this year. But I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not completely he's sold. He's on the field yet. this year. I'm, I'm sold on Parsons. I'll say I'm wow. on Dan Quinn's kids. I gotta get. I gotta so, so, so if, if you say if, if you said they piggybacked off Parsons last year, Parsons is here, so they can still piggyback off the they guy. They can still. But Anthony Barr can, can also piggyback off the guy. I just, I just don't see it. Okay. I don't see it, man. I don't see. It. We'll see though. You think about Jasper Brinkley. That's what's wrong. <laughs> he think, he think, he's thinking about Jasper Brinkley when they Why picked him up. Why y'all gonna do Jasper that's, like that, That's man. what you're thinking about. This ain't that, okay? This, this ain't, ain't that. that. This that ain't, ain't that. this. All right, okay. <laughs> this ain't that. I'll pull it out the be Jasper time. Brinkley. Okay, let me be, let it, I'm, I'm writing it down here. 1047 Pacific Standard Time. Church isn't ready. Trust Dink. Dink. I'm just saying that the man had a okay. phenomenal year last year as a defensive coordinator. I would like no, to no, see him do it again. I'd like to see him do it again. We would too. I'd like to see him do it again. And if he can, then hey, he's, he's, he's a man. He's a man. But I, you know, he, he, I've seen it happen. I was a part of it before. I've bro, seen it happen. Listen, church, it was you, a part of it. We're going to rewind the taste, okay? I remember last year you said, hey, man, listen, Dan Quinn's the guy. You was right. You was right. He's the guy. Now you like, I don't know if he the Last guy. Last year, he was that guy. And this is a year to year. You got to update the resume. This is a year to year basis. This is the same way he talked about Joe oh, Burrow and Justin Lord. Herbert. I get it. I don't know. Well, yeah, the same thing. Uh, I don't understand. The same thing. The, the same, same thing when you wrong. <laughs> yeah. The same thing. You Herbert wrong. was better the okay. first year. Burrow was better <laughs> the second year. Here come the hey, third year. Here come the third. We going to see. Joe Burrow is a better see. quarterback than Justin Herbert. Oh, man, he got better talent around. He will. That's all you going to hear when, I mean, when, when the Cowboys go play against well, the, uh, the, the Chargers. We talking about? Did you what? see Joe Burrow's offensive line got? Did you sacked see Joe Burrow's skill positions? Herbert, Herbert I, sat up there and played play, uh, with with what's old boy from uh, Northwestern who was uh, all pro. And the Cowboys oh, are still that. getting after him. Stop this. We ain't yeah. gonna act like they just had all pro offense, like their offensive line was the greatest Church. in the NFL history. They was, they was still they, getting that. They was better than Cincinnati. Still getting, they were better than Cincinnati. They was, that, that's what but we're comparing right Cincinnati skill squad was a hell of a they, lot better than, than not, the Chargers. Man, come Austin on, man. Eckler. Uh, Joe Mixon. Who's better, Austin Eckler or Joe no, Mixon? No, you said a hell of a lot better. Yeah, you, you yeah. can say that one is better than the other. Uh, Austin Eckler is a better pass catcher and better out of the backfield than Joe Mixon. 
Better. He might be better. You out forget of Joe Mixon. I'm talking Joe about Mixon. Knew it. Joe Mixon wasn't even on the field on third down in the Super Bowl. Remember? I, I, I forgot. I forgot the guy who, who got Samaj, stopped on third down. He runs. He, he might have got maybe two or three third downs. In the most important times of the game. Oh, man, Joe Mixon. He's a better nothing. blocker. He's a better Eckler blocker. Out there. He's a better blocker. That's why. <laughs> he's a blocker. He, he got the ball. <laughs> he was up there. Then he had to get up out of there because Aaron Donald was up there. Yeah. Thank you, Nui. Please, because he's still on it. He's still. He's still a Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna be. You on know what? It. We we gonna take a break. I'm gonna, we gonna take a break because I'm gonna let you go breathe after this embarrassing yourself like this church. You, you, you I, remember we said this. Come on back. Remember we said this. Remember we said this. Really? I don't really, want to hear nothing after these first really, two games. Really, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear it. We, we, we'll take a we'll take a break and see what other crazy takes the very church has. Like, I just need some more convincing. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I, I was told that we have been way too hard on Mike McCarthy. Let's dive into that next right here on the Players' Lounge. Barry Church, Danny McRae, Nui Scruggs on DallasCowboys.com radio. With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed, or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the Players' Lounge. 
Hey, are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game, nominates yourself or others to be the Cowboys Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan and a winning trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona? Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. So the Super Bowl is in Arizona. Could the Cardinals be the third straight team to win a Super Bowl in their own house? Last year, the Rams won it so far. year before that, Tampa Bay won it in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. So, let's get back into this Players' Lounge action with Barry Church, Danny McCray. I'm Newey Scruggs. Church McCray back there in Frisco. I'm out here in Oxnard, California. So, I was told yesterday by, by someone in, in, in the Cowboys organization that we in the media are too hard on Mike McCarthy. They're like, why, why don't you guys like Mike? Why are you guys so down on Mike? So, I want to ask you guys as former players, do you feel that way, that the general media is, is too tough on Mike McCarthy? Uh, I mean, if you're talking about me as being a part of the media, then no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think a lot of people are stating the obvious. But I think when it becomes uh, an issue of like being too hard on Mike, that waiting around the corner uh, stuff with possibly Dan Quinn taking his job and Sean Payton, I, I can I can understand that. I can understand that. But you also have to understand the man had a rough first year. Yeah. All right, with some very talented players on the squad. And even with that going down, the way that we performed as a team did not leave people with a lot of confidence uh, that it was going to get better. All right, so his start has been a little shaky. So I can understand why people are a little hard on him, especially if you want the Cowboys to be a Super Bowl winning team. And it just sometimes doesn't seem like we're as close as we as we should be with the talent that we've had with the Ezekiel Elliott, with the Amari Cooper. Now you got Tony Pollard. You remember you had like you had players on the squad where you say, We should be winning. We should be like teams should fear us to, to some extent, like playing against the Cowboys, and I don't think we're there. So some people can be a little bit too hard, but I, I, I want Mike McCarthy to call the plays. <laughs> so, so if you going to go down swinging, yeah, you guys yeah, will swing. I want, I, want, I want him to call the plays because right now I can't be as hard as I want to on the guy because I believe he's a good play caller. But he's not giving me anything to argue with or against because he's not calling plays. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I don't, I don't think the media is too hard on him. Uh, I think it comes with the territory. Look, you, you're the head coach of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, all right? The the number one franchise in all the sports when you talk about worth and value. So it just comes with it. I mean, you're going to be under scrutiny. You're going to be under the microscope. And, and like you said, McCray, you, you can't really get on him for his offensive play call because Kellen Moore does that. You can't get on him for the defensive stuff because, you know, Dan Quinn does that and gets that under in an under handle. What it comes down to is how does he lead this team? And how does this team perform out there? Is it ready to go? Is it discipline? Clock management. Is it, and there's all and exactly and there's all those things that he brought on himself as far as being critical. Clock management, when to go for it on fourth down, when not to go for it on fourth down different things of that nature and these mojo moments that we heard about all last year we're doing these mojo moments to get ready for the two minute and we're doing this to get ready for that but when it came down to it and it was live bullets out there flying the team just didn't execute and i think you know the media is all fair to go after him for that because that's to me what he's in charge of is to make sure this team is disciplined, make sure this right. team doesn't commit a lot of penalties, and make sure they're ready for the moment when it arrives. And a lot of times last year, the team just wasn't ready for that. Two and years, two years in a two row. Two years, and that's two years in a row. So to me, I mean, I think the criticism so is fair. I'll come back to, to what within the conversation, some of the points that you guys made, we were making as well, which was 
game management. You say, like, okay, he's supposed to be an offensive guy, but he's not handling the offense. He doesn't handle the defense. So here he is in charge of game management, and the game management hasn't been good. Person said, yes, you're right. And then I came back and said, all right, Jason Garrett, one reason why you wanted him gone, fan base and media was like, dude, you're just not good at managing the game. So we were led to believe that a guy with a Super Bowl and a guy with as much playoff success in, in playoff seasons that, that Mike had in Green Bay, we were assuming that the play, game management couldn't get worse. Well, there are times when it got worse yeah. <laughs> over these two years. <laughs> you just look at it like, what's going on? And and the way the season ended was, was a big old like, come on, man. Guys don't know the simple rules. So those things hurt Mike McCarthy. Then I was also told, like, hey, look, McCarthy was the person who hired Dan Quinn. Why don't you give him credit for that? Uh, it, it, you're right. That's what I got hit with. I mean, you, he put people in position to do the right thing. Dan Quinn, he put Dan Quinn in position. Dan Quinn after what? Quinn after, after, after the first person he hired. He did, he did, he did do that. So, you are correct so, with that. He did. <laughs> he come did. on, now. But did he, but did he, he, he got back don't with it, though. Jim Tom Sula was there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nolan and Jim Tom Sula. He hired Dan Quinn. Everybody in the organization wanted Dan Quinn. Was a former head coach, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator. Let's not act like it was a hard thing. Like, he wasn't going to pick him out of out of a place where nobody – come on, man. Like, yeah, of course. I called it before. Yeah, yeah this before is the, like, we, we all can see if the guy – if that guy wanted to be a defensive coordinator somewhere that you were going to give him a shot to go do it, I guarantee you Mike McCarthy wasn't the only guy who went to go try to get Dan Quinn to be a defensive coordinator. I can guarantee you that. So, So – all right, outside of the coordinators and all that, do you put game management, you know, clock management, penalties, discipline, do you put that all on McCarthy as well? Yes. So that's why I'm saying the criticism, it has to be – he has to get criticized for something. So I, I think it's fair. I don't think we're over-criticizing him at all. Yeah, he, listen, yes, the game management is on him. And even when his coordinators mismanage the game, like any head coach in the National Football League – it all stops with you, yeah. <laughs> all right? So when Jerry Jones comes out and says, specifically talking about Mike McCarthy, hey, we, this is the penalty situation is something we need to be fixing during the season or in OTAs. Not, I don't want to hear about fixing that after the season's over. He's yeah. talking about the leader of the team, all right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is, that is on Mike McCarthy, all right? And a lot of it is warranted, and then some of it is just, you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, bro. Like, you're it, head coach of international football. It. Yes, it comes with it. Well, well, let me ask y'all this. Do y'all think – the pressure is fair for Mike McCarthy when you talk about the ownership and everybody around him talking about these coaches coming up behind him. Sean Payton, you, you got on your own staff, might be the head coach next year if you don't perform. I mean, that, that, that's a lot of pressure. That's listen, a lot of pressure. It, listen, if he's, if he's going to listen to that pressure. There was a mixed message. Yeah, the, 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 owner, the ownership has given him. The, the, should, he should have the confidence from the ownership. They they continue to stand behind Mike McCarthy. Now, if he listening to the media talking about that <laughs> while the owners are telling him that he's good, then that's not our fault, all yeah. right? Come on, man. You got Jerry and Steven telling you you good, bro. Block out the noise. Like, you the head coach, bro. You tell your players that you got to be able to do what? Block out the noise, all right? And win some games. And that's how you quiet all this stuff down. But if you don't, if you go out there and your team don't perform well, then that's that's when all this noise starts to, starts to get made. And we've seen it. So we've seen it. I, you know, did they tell Let Wade that? I don't know. I don't know. I do want to say this. And, and, and just being out here and coming to the press conferences every day, I've never seen Mike McCarthy more confident. I've never seen him more loose. 
So he's not, to me, I don't see him feeling any pressure at all. I think he's kind of found his groove here. And look, you guys have played in different organizations. Danny with Chicago, Barry with Jacksonville. So you know, coming here is different. And I think there was also, besides having the COVID thing that happened, I think there was an initial shock for Mike McCarthy to come here like, eh, it's a different kind of place. And I do feel like in year number three that he's got some, some command, control, and confidence in making the playoffs last year, uh, helped him. So, so I don't think that Mike is walking around at all. I don't feel like a guy that's like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to lose my job. I don't feel that at all. I feel that there's a lot of confidence in what he has going right now for himself and his coaching staff. Do you do y'all think at the end of the day, if, th- if things aren't going right, do you think McCarthy says, you know what, I need to start calling these plays? No. You think it's a, it's a wrap, I so think, he has I, to go down with – if Kellen's going down, he, he, he's going down I, with the shit. I, I think they're too bought in to Kellen. Okay. I think I think Kellen, Kellen is a guy that has so much respect around his organization that the play calling is not leaving uh, Kellen. Okay. He, he's going to be the guy calling the plays for the 2022 season, and, and that's that's that is, that's what it is. I mean, how would you feel? Are you like, man, what in the – we scoring 10 points a game? What and you just can't do nothing about it, but just hey. go down with it. Hey, man. Mm. Hey, you, I guess you hired um, Kellen Moore too, huh? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it, it is. Guess it is what it is, man. Guess it is. Danny, Danny, you were speaking a whole lot of truth, a whole lot of truth. Um, when we come back, a, a wide receiver that we need to start talking about, who I believe is going to make this football team. Let's dive into that next with Danny Craig, Barry Church. I'm Dewey Scruggs. This is the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go? <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Back to the Players' Lounge. Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back in Oxnard, California. Check out all of the excitement for free. Enjoy daily practices, activities, and more at the River Ridge Fields through August 16th. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp. You are in the Players Lounge. Anubi Scruggs here in Oxnard, California. Barry and Trey are back in Frisco, Texas at the Star Facility. So, all right, guys. Um, Dennis Houston, number three. Now, He's number three in white because number three on the defensive side is Anthony Brown. He is an undrafted rookie, and Dak Prescott likes him a lot. So, barring he becomes all Oxnard, can't do anything in the preseason games, this is a young man that I think is because Dak Prescott likes him a lot, and he is throwing to him. So, gentlemen, start looking out for this young man. Listen, I told y'all. I told y'all, okay? I told y'all. System. I'm telling you, okay. I, I have been, I have been saying CD Lamb make a lot of plays, but yeah. there is something about something to be said about the history of the play calling and the way that our receivers are done here. All right, did we have the same thing about Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown last year? Yeah. All right, and we all continue to say the same thing. We got this weapon, this weapon, that weapon. Why are these other guys getting so many targets and catches in these big time moments? Now, nothing against Houston, mm-hmm. but. I'm starting to see that same type of pattern come about this year, man. I, and I, I don't like to – somebody got to shine. I get it. But Dak Prescott, only person I should be hearing that he likes is Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb. That's it. That, that, that is it. I, you, I don't want to hear nothing else. You, you, ain't, you ain't lying about that. Now, the Houston kid, I've seen, you know, a couple things where he's been making some plays out there. So, you know, hopefully he'll get his opportunity, especially with the injuries we have at receiver, to go ahead and shine and maybe even make the team. But uh, one advice I would give to him is, is make sure you're balling on teams as well. You know, you, you can do all you want at the wide receiver spot. You can go out there balling all you want. But if you're not doing nothing on teams, it, it's going to be hard for you to make the squad. So hopefully he's balling on teams. But back to what you were talking about at the wide receiver position. You're 100% right. I've seen CeeDee Lamb out there making plays, balling out, and I hope that translates to the regular season. Because like you said, this is more of a system offense where it's not just, you know, featuring one guy, force-feeding one guy. They spread the ball around, and I get it. You got to, you know, spread the ball around a little bit to have success in the league. But if you got a bona fide dog out there that's leaps and bounds better than the rest of the receivers that you have that are, you know, minus Michael Gallagher. Gallup because he's not he's not healthy right now, but you gotta force feed that guy. I mean you gotta find ways like Devontae Adams in in Green Bay, like Jamar Chase in Cincinnati. You gotta find ways to get this man the ball. So I'm hoping what I see in camp so far where CeeDee Lamb's catching this pass on the sideline, catching this deep pass, doing scrambling drills, catching these passes. I hope they translate to the season because we're gonna need that guy to ball out, especially early on in the uh in the season with the limited amount of receivers we have out there. So hopefully they get CeeDee Lamb featured first and foremost, and then the rest of these guys, if the ball comes your way, the ball comes your way, just get ready to make the play. So, so Nui, who, who would you say that 
if you had to do the top three receivers right now, receiving receivers, is C.D. Lamb, and then based on their performance in camp, who are the two following following C.D. Lamb? <laughs> we kind of have moments. Okay? okay, we've had some moments. So you know, you've seen Basher make a play. Um, you know, we've seen Houston. So um, I, I would just say, for me right now, I'm, I'm you know, we, we we're seeing guys get some work. Tony Pollard is to me going to be your. If I'm looking right now, is who's that 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 third guy that I trust right now? Be more Tony Pollard. Kellen Moore spoke about it the other day, but hey, he was in Memphis. He was more of a slot receiver, more so than a running back. And they're going to get him out there in space and, and, and utilize him. So, still a work in progress, man. Oh, that makes me nervous. Mike McCarthy's up, but they're still in the all. You know, you should be. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Uh, there you go. You should be nervous. Um, they get it. It's also going to be one of those where Ken. Dak Prescott do what Tony Romo did, where you saw Tony Romo. All right, Miles Austin, here you go. Nobody knows you, but I know you, and I'm going to start getting you to football. Miles Austin becomes a Pro Bowl player, and Laurent Robinson. Um, a lot of people didn't know, but Tony did, and Tony trusted him, and, and Laurent Robinson got a nice, huge contract from the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is why you're making $40 million. Go make a guy. But Alan Lazard is not a guy anybody knew, and Bontez Scantling out there at Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers made him. So, that's why I bring up a guy like Houston. Hey, maybe Dak Prescott can make something with this guy because he likes him. Tolbert is also going to be somebody else that they're counting on. So right now I would tell you, Tolbert, Houston, look for these two dudes right now. As I go out here to training camp, I'm going to be looking at them at practice today to see where four is in terms of getting these guys to football, just in terms of wide receivers. Let, but let, if I'm looking at the receiving core right now, I would say it's CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Tony Pollard. Those are the three right now when I talk about just receiving the football that I'd be looking for on game day right now. Listen, now, okay, let me give you a common theme between them other people that you just named, all right? When Tony Romo uh, was throwing that thing to Laurent Robinson, okay, he had Dez Bryant, all right? First-round pick who was who ended off with 75 touchdowns, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys. They made sure that they continued to feature their number one guy, all right? Miles Austin was one of those one of those diamond-in-the-rough type it of was. guys. You know what I'm saying? Was it Roy Williams? It was Roy Williams in there. You know, Patrick Creighton was right, up so you, there. You didn't, really, you didn't really have that guy, mm -hmm. right? When you got a guy like C.D. Lamb, all right, he needs to be the focal point to open it up for a, a guy who would be the example of a Laurent Robinson, right? Not just the system, whatever. You got to be able to force feed a guy like C.D. Lamb to make defenses respect him so much that they give him extra, pay him extra attention so then a guy like Houston can get open if he's on the field or whoever the, the you know, the number two and number three receivers are. What about, no, what about the uh, third-round pick, Jalen Tolbert? I mean, I know we got pads on now. He's seen him a couple of times with the pads. What does he look up like out there in that receiving core? They like him. They like him. Dak likes him. And I really can't emphasize this enough. A lot of this is coming down to who number four likes and where he wants to go and who, who gains his trust. And you know, trust is earned over time with time, proof, and consistency. So that's what these guys have to go do. I'm going to really look for more of it to see what happens next week when we go up to Denver. Let's see what happens in these padded practices. Let's see what happens in these preseason games. And we'll get more right now. They like him, and they're going to try to give these young guys opportunities. Noah Brown is somebody that, that I was told, hey, don't forget that uh, he'll take advantage of what he can do. And Noah Brown says he feels very confident as well. Health has been his issue, but 
with James Washington going down, um, the receiving core is a big question mark. I mean, that, that, that's just a legitimate thing. The organization can't sit around here and run from it. It's a problem. And I think offensive line is another probable question here. When, when Tyron Smith goes down at left tackle for whatever number of games, and, and that's just been something for the last five years we've seen. That's not me being taking a cheap shot or anything, but Tyron's going to miss games. Who goes out the left tackle? So Tyler Smith, I'm like, oh, he's working on basically a guard. Throwing this guy to the wolves for his NFL team. Uh, I got a question mark, guys. But it doesn't ever seem around in training that's why we're out here. So I'm eager today. There's going to be some moments today, and the kickers are going to get out here. That's a topic we hadn't talked about yet, guys. This kicking situation right now is scary. 23% of NFL games decided by three points or less. And right now, I would not take any of these guys on your fantasy football team. Ooh, I, I, I see that they, they struggled a little bit at one of those practices. I mean, is it – it ain't as bad as hook him left, is it now? Man, I seen one was like four for eight. Ah. <laughs> that bad yes, 50%. It is. it is. It is. But and this is where I give Mike McCarthy as a head coach a lot of credit. He's putting these guys out here in the pressure situations. The same thing with Fossil. He's letting these guys go. Figure it out. And at some point in time, and, and you know, Fossil and McCarthy are going to have a drop-dead date where they're like, hey, look, you know, we don't think either one of these guys are, or the guy, let's pick up the phone and go call a veteran, but at least give these guys an opportunity. They're doing what they should do. And this is going to be up to the players right now to start to produce. Yeah. So uh, this is why we have camp. And I don't want to be too much of an alarmist, but this is why you have camp. You work through things. You see where you're at. How do you get better each day? And, and that's what the good coaching staff is going to do, figure out how they put their players in the best position to take advantage of what they do. This, this is a staff that won 12 football games last year. So uh, let's, let, let's, let's let them work through things and give them time to, to, to get it right. I, I, I'm trying to be a more of an optimistic person because I've told I've been so I've been told I'm not really, you know, an optimistic guy. So I'm like, okay, fine, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let some others be more, you know. Are you optimistic that, that Zeke is gonna be a focal point of this offense? Mm. Yes, yes. So I am. Yeah. The owner said. So. Jerry said, yes. you know, he got to be the workhorse. But we've we've heard that before. Yes, I need to see it. That's, see now it. that's what I need to see. That's I feel and, and, and I feel like that. Like how you feel about Dan Quinn. Yeah. That's how I feel about okay. his focal point. There you of, go. There you of, go. Ezekiel Elliott being a focal point on the offense. And, and I'm, I'm you know, unfortunately he's not going to play in the preseason. But I'm eager to see what he can do. I mean, I'm sitting around here. I think I got the fifth pick in my fantasy football draft coming up. I'm like, hey, if I do, I take Zeke. What I do there? But you know, we'll I don't see. know about that. One. Nah, we'll see. nah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Nah, I don't think so, man. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you. Like I said, I'm trying to be optimistic. You guys like, don't do that. Don't nah, do that. we talk about, about fantasy numbers. You know, they, they like to line uh, Zeke up and left tackle. So, yeah, you uh, seen them averages last year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, number five? You see, he might be still floating around in the second round, second and third. You, you, every year, yeah, he looks you, the best shape of his life. So you we'll, talk we'll about see. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler. Mm, you talk, everybody, you talk yeah. about Gibson. You talk about you talk about some guys, Dalvin Cook. Mm. You, some players out here that you go pick before. Derek Henry coming yeah, back. I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I took Dalvin Cook. I took Dalvin Cook last year. And I, I died on a vine with Dalvin Cook. Cause you, oh, but you got Madison too, though, didn't you? I, 
I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. Uh, All right, then. See? So, yeah. <laughs> Just get them both. Yeah. yeah so you definitely, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got this, yeah. Aaron Jones. Like two rounds later, yeah. the back step up. So. Dylan. Dylan yeah. gonna be, it's, I a, mean. It's, 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 it's a lot of running backs. You probably pick it before Ezekiel Elliott. It is, it, 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 he not top five. Mm. I'll take him in Guys, the third. It, uh, it's, it's, it's 15 after. I'm going to get out here to this practice to see what I can do. I'm waiting on these mojo moments to see what these kickers can do. But I am going to go out here and be optimistic. Okay? <laughs> and I'm going to be more open-minded about what, what, what I'm doing out there. So, you know, uh, you know, I try not to be so negative. You know, I need to, I need to you know, be that guy. You know, watch this. Get them positive vibes positive. flowing. You don't sound optimistic, but okay. <laughs> positive vibes flowing. <laughs> All right. Positive dog. The positive dog. I'm going out here to be the positive dog. Mm, we going to see. fun stuff as always. Yes. Barry Church, Danny McCray, thank you very much. I'm Newey Scruggs. We will do this. Um, we're going to do this again, Will. You know? We'll, we'll, we'll be back on, Big Will. We'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday. Monday. So Monday. Monday. Okay. Oh, Tuesday? No, nah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday and Monday, Thursday, Tuesday. guys. One of these days Tuesday next week Thursday. we'll be back. <laughs> Tuesday. We'll be back Tuesday. Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, later on today, I'll be hosting the Media Mash. So, so about oh. uh, 4.30 Pacific time, I'll be hosting the Media Mash. So we're going to have all the all your favorite haters coming together for, for 45 minutes. So a lot of the writers, all your favorite haters together as we talk about the Cowboys. All right. That's Blaze Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!